Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to breelnetwork.com. Enjoy the show. Anyway, you, it, when you were a kid, did you ever did you ever look up at the sun and just stare at the sun when you were a kid? No, it fucking hurts. I I did that. I did that once. Why? For, because I was you curious. Moron? I was curious. Like, did you melt your? No, because they always tell you don't look at the sun because you'll go blind or it'll hurt your eyes or whatever kind of bullshit. And I'm I'm a young kid. I'm like, it's it's the sun. Like, what's it what's what's it really gonna do to me? Like, let's be honest. So I look at the sun, and my eyelids turned inside out. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. <gasps> I'm not even fucking joking with you. I looked at the sun and just the way because I was staring directly at the sun, the way what? my the way yeah. my eyelids were going, they, were they turned inside out. I started freaking. Out. I was like, ah! I remember it was in California, and I we were standing at a bus stop, and I started freaking out. And my mom was trying to calm me down and try to fix my eyelids. I'm not Dude, even not even kidding. That's it, fucked. That's fucked. It was like I don't I don't. I, I'm I, light sensitive. I can't look at the. I can't look at bright lights. Like, I can't even look. At, I can't even look at that. I was young. Eyes. I was young. Either my eyelids turned inside out or my eyelids sealed shut. I can't remember which one it was. But either way, I was freaking out. Like I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't see anything, and I was freaking out. So the beer of the show is beer of the show is Trog's Hop Har- Hop Knife. Excuse me. Harvest Ale. The Hop Knife. Harvest Ale from Trog's Brewery. This is a bit of a hoppy in one. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yes, I brought some hops. You hit you with the hops this time. Yeah. And here's why. I'm curious why. So, I went to California. We talked about it last episode. Yes, I'm not going to bore all the listeners with another hour-long discussion. I of don't my trip, believe they were bored. But I went to California, and I drank a lot of craft beers when I was there. A lot of IPAs. And let me tell you, their IPAs out there are different than our IPAs here in the East. They're called West Coast IPAs. And they're nowhere near as hoppy. I would hope they're called West Coast IPAs because they are on the West Coast. They are. They are. But they're also a little bit of a different style. West Coast IPAs aren't as bitter as regular IPAs that we have out here that like hipsters love. And I was talking to a beer friend of mine, beer friend, somebody who knows beer, beer snob, and apparently they're from out there. And the beer, he said, you guys out east are hop heads. So they referred to us as hop heads. They said our, our IPAs they're out They're pot heads or hop heads. Well, that's a whole different kettle of fish. I tried to get... So California legalized recreational marijuana. Did you please? So when I Can was... Can you be the hero listen, we need? I was there. I was like, I need to get this. I need to get this. Well, recreational marijuana does not take place until 2018. Damn. They had medical, but I don't have a medical card. So I was shit out of luck. It was your obligation just to walk into a medical marijuana establishment. Just to walk in there. Obviously not to buy, because you don't have a medical we have card. We here, but- Adam. Do we? Where? Yeah, Pennsylvania is a medical marijuana state. Does, is Pens- really? Yeah, I, I it's, to- it's, it's a pharmacy, Adam pharmacies do it you have to have a script from a doctor and a medical card i need to find the right doctor yeah well i i have actual diagnosed depression and anxiety and no medication has ever worked for me so give it a whirl i get headaches 
I also I, I and I get legitimate headaches too. Sometimes I get boners that won't go away. <laughs> you give me a thought. Maybe we we will help my bobos. I don't know. You've given me a, a dangerous thought, sir. Yes. An actual dangerous thought. I may have to make an appointment with my doctor soon. Let's so. rate the beer. Yes, let's rate the beer. Might be doing the weed of the show soon. The weed of the show. <laughs> so you this, go first. You this, it, you go first. This is a a harvest ale. This is a, this is a seasonal brew from Trogs and Hershey, PA, home of the Chocolate Kingdom, Hershey, Pennsylvania. You ever been there? You ever been to Hershey, PA? No, I've been there a couple no. times. Good town, good fun town. Isn't Hershey like more east eastern PA? It's like central, central? south, south. Yeah, if it's not western PA, I've never been there. Oh. So. Well, you're not missing much. That's the dirty side I didn't, of the state. I didn't think I was, so that's no, why I didn't not. go there. Hershey's cool, though. I recommend it. I like this. It's quite hoppy. It's hopperific. Um, I like the flavor. I like the taste. It's definitely got some earthy, earthy tones to it. I'm going to give this a 3.5. Yes, sir. I enjoy it's it. Not a, it's, not a, it's not a bad rating. Um... Yeah, it's 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 a hoppy beer. It's not as hoppy as you are saying though. It's not that hoppy. It's it's you can definitely taste the hops, but what I mean for somebody like me who doesn't like super hoppy beers, it's not as hoppy as you would think. I think maybe I'm a western IPA kind of guy. So, um <clears throat> it's definitely a good beer. It's got it doesn't really have a wow factor, but I don't think it needs a wow factor honestly like the it feels like the perfect amount of hops for somebody like me who wants a bit of a bite, but doesn't like the super bitter taste of it. So, I'm going to have to go alongside you and give it a 3.5. Okay. I enjoy it. I enjoy it, definitely. Good, Good times. So, so, I thought of something crazy recently. You remember the TV show Dinosaurs? Yeah. Remember not not the mama. Not the mama. Yeah. Not yeah, yeah. Love that show. Yeah. Did you ever see the ending of that show? The the se- the series finale? Yes, the series finale. I don't remember. It's 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 not the one where Earl goes Donald Trump and pushes the Button that was like the dream he was having. I think that, that yeah, wasn't the final one. The series finale might be one of the most depressing series finales I have ever seen. Well, like, and this is a comedy show, by the way. Right, For those of right. you that are too young to remember, Dinosaurs is like a comedy sitcomy kind of show where about dinosaurs that live kind of every day like we do. Like Earl's got a family, he's got a house, he's got a job, all this stuff. He kind of reminds me of a. Um, Fred Flintstone? How am I not remembering his name? I love this actor. Um, Roseanne. Oh, John Goodman? John Goodman. Thank you. He kind of reminds me of like a a dinosaur version of John Goodman almost. Mainly because he's big and he wears flannel. But (laughs) So this sitcom ran for a little while. I enjoyed it as a kid. It was great. 
I think I saw the series finale once before, but I recently was reading an article about like the most depressing sitcom. You know, it was one of those like Facebook things, like oh, you know, top like ranker. Yeah, something. yeah, ranker top twenty. Yeah. You know, depressing. And I saw that, and I was like, dinosaurs had a really depressing ending, really. So I went on YouTube and I watched one of those shitty, like real shitty versions of like the episode. Yeah. My God, is it actually depressing? Like. It's like capitalism and industrial and the industrial complex at its finest that basically destroys the dinosaurs. Like what happens is the there's this thing, there's this like bug, like a beetle type thing that comes around every year to gnaw on these plants that get overgrown. I can't remember the names of the beetle, I can't remember the names of the plants, but they overgrow. What happened was one of Earl which is the name of the main character dinosaur, the father figure, his company builds a, uh, they specialize in like plastic fruit, I guess what you, what, what you would call it. They built a factory on their mating grounds. So this bug is like the last of its kind. So it can't mate anymore, so therefore its offspring cannot eat the plant life. Uh, that's overgrowing. So the plant like overgrows and it grows in their houses and it's like, oh, it's a weird thing. They're taking weed whackers to it. It's, oh, it's a comedy thing. You know, they're taking weed whackers to it. Well, they're blaming his company and this company puts Earl in charge of basically like their spokesperson like for... PR? Yeah, like PR, okay. like trying to make sure that they like take care of it. They call it the task force. He's in, he's in charge of it. And he's basically like... like the dumb, stupid head of the task force. Like, he's gullible enough to be, like, their head part. So they're, they have this plan, like, we're just going to spread poison across the entire world. And at this point, because it's Pangea, it's one continent. Right. So that's the entire world. So they're like, we're going to spread this poison across the entire world, and we're going to kill the plants, and that's going to, you know, push back, and you know, everything's going to go back normal. So everything's going to be fine. And they, hel- they have helicopters, and they, you know, fly over the world. They spray the poison. It's like this... You can see the outside of the window. It's like this thick yellow poison. Next day, it's like a it's like a fucking wasteland. All right, all plant life is dead. All of it: trees, bushes, plant life, crops. Everything is dead. So they have this unique idea to basically put bombs inside volcanoes so they would erupt and they would create clouds because their idea is like. Rain comes from clouds. If oh, we get Jesus. clouds in the air, it'll start raining and blah, and the plants will come back. I think I remember this part, yeah. Yes. They do that, and what happens? It creates a volcanic ash cloud that covers the entire world, and it's meant to be there for millions of years. And basically, it creates a new ice age, mm-hmm. which just kills out the dinosaurs. And Earl realizes his mistake. And it's the final scene is when they're huddled in their house and it's getting cold. You know, they're running out of food. There's no crops left. There's no jobs left because everybody's just trying to survive at this point. And the baby dinosaur, you know, not the mama. The baby dinosaur is like, it doesn't know what's going on. The baby, because he's a baby. What does he know what's going on? And all the family has to gather around and try to comfort the baby as they realize they're all going to die. And. The, the there was like there was like an anchor dinosaur like like an anchor man but like news, an anchor dinosaur yeah, yeah. they're watching the news he was he made like a final broadcast and his name was uh Mr. Hand Up Me or something like that like kind of like a 
you know, like a hand up my ass, kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, blah, blah. Because um, he was a puppet, basically. Right. And he made like a final broadcast, and it was like real depressing kind of thing where it would last like a, like a minute or something like that. He was saying something. And that's how the show ended. A comedy show ended with one of the most depressing sitcom endings ever. More depressing than Roseanne ending whenever you find out that the whole final season was just a story she'd written and Dan was actually dead from like a heart attack or something. Which, how are they going to pull that off? Because they're bringing Roseanne back. So. Yeah, I don't know. Did you know Roseanne's like a big fan of Donald Trump? <coughs> apparently. Is she really? Apparently. Like, she's well, a big she Trump supporter. she ran for president. She's apparently, she apparently supports Donald Trump. That's hard so. to believe how anybody could, but... Yeah, but she I mean... Was like, she ran for Green Party. She was the Green Party, not this... Not in 2016, but I think 2012. She was the presidential nominee for the Green Party. That's just that's just what I heard because I was reading some stories about how people were worried that the remake of Roseanne was going to deal a lot in politics and because she kind of supports Trump and it's going to deal on politics or whatever kind of bullshit. I don't know. But that's just what I heard. Well. But yeah, dinosaurs. Fucking depressing ending. Like, I saw that and I'm like, why would they put this on it? Like, I watched the show when I was a kid. I watched it when I was a youngin. When I w- when I was not the mama. That's when I watched it. Are you the mama now? I'm the dada. <laughs> I'm the papa. No. So what else you been watching? <laughs> I've been watching two shows. Two. Three, three shows. Three shows. Three shows actually. Two of shows I know we're gonna talk about in great length, so I'm gonna start with the third one. Third one I've been watching is Penny Dreadful. I don't know if you've heard of that. I've heard of it. I've never watched it. It's an entertaining show. I started watching it because I heard about... It was like a monster type show that dealt with like Frankenstein and Dorian Gray and all these other kind of characters, stuff like that. Literary it's, characters. Yeah, literary characters. It's it's enjoyable so far. I like it. I'm a few episodes into the first season. Josh Hartnett stars in it. I haven't seen that dude in a long-ass time. Not since... Uh, Pearl Harbor? No, I didn't watch Pearl Harbor because oh. I knew it sucked, so I didn't watch it. I saw him in Faculty, and I saw him the in... Faculty! Yeah. yeah! The remake, ba- basically the rehash of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, I What else did it... What was the, the one movie where he was... He made a bet that he would not have sex with a woman for like 40 days. That was, was Ashton like, Kutcher, wasn't it? That was 40 it? Days and 40 Nights. What yeah. am I thinking? That's 40 Days... No, that was Josh Hartnett. Was Ashton Kutcher in that? No, Josh Hartnett. Oh, they're like the same person. Yeah, they they do get intertwined. But yeah, that was Josh. He's actually really good in this show. I like him. He's he's pretty good. Um, I definitely recommend it. I will, when I get further into it, I will tell you whether it's actually a good show. But I say, watch the first couple episodes. I'm into it a little bit. Um, But the two shows that we want to get into. I finally am all caught up. On Game of Thrones. Oh, about fucking Up time. to the last episode. Oh. I, if, for those of you listeners, I was actually on the last, well, at the airing of this episode, it might it might be the previous one, but I was on one of the gay, our, uh, Movie Guys podcasts review, because they've been doing a nice, they, they started the season doing reviews of each episode. After they air the episode and they watch it, they'll get on and they'll, talk about and do with like a quick like you know 30 35 minute review of what they thought of the episode and what they expect from it and i was actually on the episode i don't remember the actual name title of the episode but i think it was episode four where dan air 
Daenerys. What's her name? Daenerys. There you go. Daenerys. I I ha I, I say it a little weird sometimes. I you're openly admit it. You're saying the right word. You're just mispronunciating the middle syllables. Which Danny, is Danny. 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 I uh, when Danny finally brought her dragon into battle against Jamie Lannister's army, not his whole army, but his, but most of his army. A good chunk. Yes, a good, sh- a good, good hefty a chunk. Good chunk of Omega. We Soot. we talked about that in great amounts on the Movie Guys podcast, and you're gonna hear me talk about it again on this podcast because this is my show, and I'll talk about what the fuck I want to talk about. Holy shit, Scott! How amazing was that episode? Like it had so much in it. It was a very good episode. Um, I still like the Battle of the Bastards from last season the best. That's still that's, you can't. It was a good battle, but I would almost have to disagree with you. Only I do like it. I don't know if I like this battle better, only because the epicness. Of the dragon finally making an appearance in Westeros. It was, like, too easy. It, But that's not the point, though. The point is, Jamie Lannister is commanding this powerful army, okay? He took the Tyrells, and he took Highgarden, okay? He had some of the Highgarden soldiers join his forces. So, he's got this big army that they're taking back down to the Red Keep. They're trying to take it back down. They're trying to take it back south. They're trying to, you know, reinforce, get him fed, all this other bullshit. And the the Thraki horde make their first battle in Westeros. Nobody in Westeros has seen the Dothraki. They've never crossed the narrow sea. No, they have never because they're too afraid to cross waters. But they crossed for Danny. They crossed for her. Nobody has ever seen the brutality of the Dothraki. Dothraki are not soldiers. They're warriors. They're bread they're bred to fight that's what they do they're horse lords that's what that's what they're meant to do they don't they're standing up on their fucking horses shooting bow and arrows they they don't they don't know what to make of this then jamie obviously has his ego in place he's like we could we could take him you know we we can hold him off and he might have been able to hold him off not beat him he might have been able to hold him off though a little bit but then there's the moment in that battle when the dothraki horde is about to clash with the shields of these warriors, these knights, whatever, and you hear the roar of the dragon, and out of the clouds, out of the backdrop, you see the dragon swooping in, and you just hear her command the dragon to just breathe fire. The Drogon comes yes. up. Oh. And you see the look, and I said this in the movie guys' podcast, you see the look on everybody's face. Nobody in Westeros has seen a dragon before. It's all been a myth to them. They didn't even believe... They Probably someone didn't even believe that she had dragons. And you see the look on the... the this dragon is massive. Like, you see this dragon that's flying over the lake, and it's creating just ripples in the water, and just the... Like, just the sheer speed that is going across the water. You can see it, like, creating, like, an updraft or whatever on the lake. Like, it's so... It makes it... Like, we've... I've, I've criticized Game of Thrones before, where... In the past, they've had they've talked about a lot of battles, but they haven't shown us a lot of battles. Like there was the battle where Rob Stark beat Jamie Lannister and took him prisoner. You didn't actually get to see that battle because you saw him descending upon Jamie's army with the wolf, but you didn't get to see the battle. And I was like, I want to see that battle. 
I want to see what the fuck's going on. I want to watch the action, but you didn't get to see it. And I criticized. They kind of did that with the Lannister army marching against the Tyrells on High Guard. Yeah, they, they definitely didn't show did. You, it. They didn't show you it. They they kind of did that when the Unsullied took Casterly Rock too. They showed a you, little bit, a little bit, very a, little, very yeah. tiny bit. But you didn't get to see, you didn't get to see a lot. You didn't get to see the Unsullied massacre. The, the Lannister Battle army. of the Bastards was the whole, the whole episode. Was the fucking battle. That was the first real oh. battle you've seen. Battle Blackwater. They showed you the Battle of Blackwater. It wasn't they big enough. It wasn't you, big enough. They it wasn't showed big enough. you the wildlings marching on the wall, which was a kick-ass. The fucking giant going through the, the tunnel. and Yeah, it was cool. That but... was a cool battle. And they, they were going to lose. And then Stannis Baratheon brought his army, and that was the end of the... <laughs> The Free Folk. I consider but the Battle of the Bastards the real major, the first absolutely. major absolutely. battle they've shown. That was shown. my favorite one. So I think the, ba- I don't know, the well, Castle the, Black, right? The Battle of Castle Black was was where the Wildlings and the Night's Watch had that battle. Yeah. That was kick-ass. That was a good fight. Well, the Battle of the Bastards was the first, well, one of the first times where you see the real pains of war, the real pains of what it was like to be in one of these battles, because... Jon Snow is leading the charge against... Ramsey Bolton. Yes. And in the middle of this battle, he's losing. He's losing. He's absolutely losing. Oh, he's, he's his forces are surrounded. They're pushing him back. He's stuck in the middle of the forest. He's being stepped on. He's being buried. They're trying to climb over bodies. They're not all dead. Some have just limbs hacking off. You can see them reaching up for like, help me, help me, help me. And people just climbing over him. Like It was the re- first time, one or one of the first times you really saw... The pains of these kind of battles. Usually, you see like the aftermath, or you know the the wounded. I knew the Knights of the Vale were going to show up. I I got to be honest, with you, I did not vale. know the Knights. I that surprised I, me. I knew they were. I knew Sansa was going to make a deal with the devil, with Baelish to get them there. You saw him say that to. Uh, the, yeah, the Lord, Lord of Cast, Lord Aaron, the young. Yeah. young they, they said to him. Basically, oh, your your cousin Sans is in trouble. We should go because Littlefinger's such a manipulator. Everything yeah. he does, so he made that comment to him. Of course, he's gonna go help his cousin because yeah. he was basically well, told it. The Lord of um, Lord of the Vale, the Lord of the Vale. He's he's just a kid at this point, and but and he was babied up into, up up until the point whenever Littlefinger killed his mother. He was babied like he was fucking breastfeeding. Up until the point, Littlefinger like killed eleven his... years old, yeah. he's sucking on a teat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like so, he's he's a child. It doesn't matter how old that kid gets; he's going to be a child. Doesn't matter. So Littlefinger's Littlefinger has control basically of the veil. That's basically what it comes down to. So, I just mean for the as far as the Battle of the Bastards went, that that was the turning point. I'm a big fan of the resolve that Ramsay Bolton had. That Sansa fed him to his dogs. That was satisfying. Yeah. I thought it, I thought they were gonna flail him. Honestly, I thought they might do that to like teach him a lesson. Like, oh, if you okay, if you like flailing people, like let's all right, let's do this. But that was even better, I think, than flailing him. So he was one, a sick fuck. He was a sick fuck. One thing I didn't say on the Movie Guys podcast. Um, when the battle where Danny brought her dragon, and Tyrion was there 
at the battle. Yes. He was off on the sidelines with some other Dothraki warriors watching the battle. You kind of saw the battle through his eyes. And when you see... At times, yes, you you, definitely did. Yes, at times. But when you were picturing it through his uh, visage, his vision or whatever, um, you kind of got a sense that, is this too much? Like, this dragon is just decimating these forces, burning these people alive. Like, it's almost like... Like, I almost felt like Tyrion might have been thinking, like, is this too much of... Like, a battle is a battle, and that's one thing, but this is just slaughter. Like, you're just slaughtering these people. Like, they're not fighting, they can't fight back. It's like, like, have we unleashed something that... We might have regret. Have I created a monster? Yes. Have I created a monster? Well, I I kind of see that. Well, because you could see like him looking at the burning corpses, the people running on flames, and there's that music in the background, and he's looking at it, and he's got this sullen look on his face. So I mean, Tyrion was wrong before, (laughs) a couple times, but both both Tyrion and Jon Snow were advising Daenerys to not do what she wanted to do. She said what she wanted to do. She was going to fly her dragon into King's Landing and lay waste to the Red Keep. And that's the end of Cersei. War over. But in turn, doing that, how many innocent people living in King's Landing are you going to kill? And then you're not really a leader. You're just like the Mad King. You're, you're, you're more of the rest. Right, as exactly. John Snow, exactly. As, as Jon Snow put it, you're just more of the same. Exactly. So they didn't want her to do that. So I feel like she made a good compromise because there's a war going on. There's a war. Instead, she doesn't fly her dragon to King's Landing. She flies it over where the Lannister army is and she lays waste to them. There's soldiers. It's different when you're killing soldiers during a war instead of killing innocent people, kids sleeping in their beds in their city. I, I feel think, like I feel yeah. like th- that's a little bit better. And God, I hope Ed Sheeran was one of those soldiers that was murdered. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Here's the thing: is like it's absolutely better to kill soldiers than it is to kill civilians. But there's killing and then there's slaughtering. There's a difference between there. Like there's a bit of a difference. And I don't. I think she made the right choice. I absolutely think that Danny made the right choice in her approach. Um, but I can understand Tyrion's. What I think is Tyrion's side of the side of the coin. I guess is what you say. Where it's like this is this is just monstrous. This isn't a battle. This isn't this isn't war. This is slaughter. You got to leave that at the doorstep. You got to leave your your human nature. Your <laughs> your sense of empathy, you gotta forget that. Because you know the fucking Lannisters, Cersei Lannister, is not gonna do it. If she had that opportunity to do it, she'd be doing yeah. the same damn thing. But it's, it's, Let me tell it's, you about it. It's that age-old question, I, I'll let you continue, but it's that age-old question of, okay, if if they can do it, do we do we just become the monsters too, at that point? All's fair in love and war. So, I'm gonna use this comparison, like I said, does that mean America starts beheading Al-Qaeda? people do we become the monsters too is, is what i'm saying do we become the monsters too is it okay if that's that but that's that's it's the well point donald trump's our president so probably i, did, that, I didn't mean that's i didn't probably where we're i didn't going. mean to bring po- politics into it but that's a comparison that's the only comparison i can make do we do basically what i'm saying is maybe they're thinking do we become the monsters too so. i see i no, i see your point but 
Listen, you're you're acting like okay, a dragon just came and burned all these people. It's over. Give the iron flo- iron throne to Danny. So, if you think Cersei Lannister is gonna roll over and be done, do, you you're have gonna not have to watch long enough. You're gonna have to burn her. She off that is throne. not fucking done. You know, I'm a sports guy. I know you're not big into sports. You you might get this analogy. Some of our listeners definitely will. The Lannisters are the New England Patriots of Westeros, okay? Everyone loves to hate them. They play the game, if you will, with a very loose moral code. But, God damn it, Adam, you have to respect them because all they do is win. And... That's the Lannisters, and that's the Patriots. Which is part of the problem, I think, in this thing, because I don't think Tyrion is respecting Cersei enough. Because the thing thing I remember about the Lannisters, okay, Tyrion is more devious and more clever than Jaime. Hands down. Absolutely. Hands down. But Cersei is... Cersei! That's actually... Alright, I actually heard that's the actual pronunciation. It's Cersei is the actual pronunciation, like George R. R. Martin said, that that is the pronunciation, but everybody says Cersei. It's just you're pronouncing them funny. I just... I I always thought it was Cersei. I try to do as best of a pronunciation as I can, but I'll I'll stick with the show. My name's Adam, and I'm pronouncing things the way they're supposed to be. I'll stick with the show. Cersei is far more clever and devious than Tyrion. Absolutely. Far more, she, and she has what Tyrion does not have, ruthlessness. That's the one thing she has yep. that Tyrion does not have. Yep. Yes, Tyrion killed his father. But her he father, was, his father had it coming. His father had it coming. His father had it coming. He died on the sh- he died on the shitter. So <laughs> it was due justice. But yeah, like that's that's the thing that's the thing that he has to remember is that Cersei's smarter than him, more devious. I saw willing gra- to do more. I saw a great meme, and it, it was the scene where uh, Tyrion's talking to Daenerys, trying to convince her to invite. Uh, or no, no, it was when Jon Snow was already there, and she first met him, and she wasn't sure. And Tyrion was basically vouching for Jon Snow, saying, I like him. And she's like, what should I... He goes, I'm an excellent judge of character. Remember he made that comment? He's like, I like Jon Snow, and and I'm an excellent judge of character. And then it showed... uh, Oh, my God, what was the girl's name? The girl he was with? Yeah. Something with an S. I can't remember her name. She's been dead for a whole season. Oh, yeah, she's been dead a while. It showed her, and it said, really? (laughs) (laughs) I'm an excellent judge of character. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Uh, See? There's some some, some fire-throwing memes, I gotta tell you. There's some ice and some fire. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm... (sighs) Brings up to my next point that I was thinking of when I was watching these episodes. I kind of wish they would have stuck with the name... Song of Ice and Fire for the series, only because um, the Onion Knight he made a point by referencing that Ice and Fire have met. Jon Snow has met Daenerys Targaryen. Ice and Fire have met. That's what they are. Jon Snow is ice. Then Daenerys is uh, fire, and they have met. So Song of Ice and Fire. It kind of makes sense in that point. It's like it. 
I was just thinking about that. And I was like, that would have been more clever if they would have, if they would have just like kept it like that, and everybody would have been asking questions. And then, like the seventh season in, they finally got the re- resolution of the title of it, and they're like, oh, that's what that meant. Okay, I get it now. I think that would have been cool. So, and what and, and what are the Army of the Dead doing right now? They're just hanging out, waiting for like. That's what I want to know. We'll just wait for this this whole plot thing to to work itself out. We're just chilling, you know. We'll be there in a moment. Now I love Braun, Braun, Braun. Um, but you gotta admit when he was aiming that harpoon gun at the dragon, you were you were you were rooting for the dragon. Let's be honest, we were rooting for the dragon. I was so torn. Like, I can't I can't believe um, there wasn't more death. Like, I'm like, okay, you've got. Daenerys, you've got the there dragon. There was plenty of death on that battlefield. But, but like, I know you, char- I know na- you mean. named characters. I know you mean, yeah. Were any named characters killed? The one, like, there was badass Dothraki who got killed by, by Bronn. I think... That was... At first I thought that was the cow. I think the young... It wasn't. The young Tyrell Knight, his father was burning. I think he was burning. He was one of the... Oh, remember- the tall... That's, that's Sam's dad, isn't it? That's Samwell's dad. Is it the bald one? Yeah. That's well, I Tarly. think I think I remember like when remember when Jamie or was looking. Tarly, Tarly, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Remember when Jamie was looking into the lake and he saw the soldiers burning alive and they were trying to get the water on. I thought one of those was him. Oh, I didn't notice that. I, I could be absolutely wrong, but I thought one of those was him. Dickon is Samwell's brother. Is it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Remember he stole the yeah. sword when he went there because I forget. Honestly, I forget about Samuel sometimes. I really do until the until He's they bring him back. He's gonna be important. Up. He is important. He is important. He saved um 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 um. um what's Jara. Yeah, Jara. Jora or Jora. Jora Mormont. Mormont. Yeah. Yeah. He saved. He saved him. I do forget about. I absolutely think he's important. The problem is they don't give him enough screen time, so I forget about him a lot. I absolutely forget about him a lot. So. Well, I. I didn't know if if. He died, but uh, Lord Tarly. I thought he did. I thought he did, but the well, moment that would be a named character dead. The moment that he shot the dragon, and you saw him go down, and the dragon recovered and was staring face to face with Braun. That scene was the one of the most badass scenes I've ever seen, mm-hmm. because he Braun had this this just proud look on his face like yeah i shot the dragon i shot him down and then all of a sudden this dragon is looking at this like did you fucking shoot me with a harpoon really did you just do that oh that was badass that was great do you remember an earlier season when uh when daenerys was still over in the east yeah um like bravo slaver bay when she was over that area um what was the what was the name of the town that she took over, and like ended slavery? Do you remember the the sons of the harpy that like tried to assassinate her? Yeah. When she went to that one like battle ring or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, her dragons came to her rescue that time again, and one of the sons of the harpy threw a spear and it went. One of the dragons was like ah. So I'm like, how can that fucker? I guess they were like they were smaller then. They were baby dragons, but. He threw a spear with his arm, and it like pierced the dragon. It didn't kill the dragon, obviously. They're both three still alive. Yeah. But why, now you need this giant fucking 
Well, they're propel. full grown now. Like they're full is, grown. Did their armor like become? Yeah, more like strong? their scales. Okay. Have I don't. Have I don't, I don't know dragon physiology. Maybe. Well, if you think about it, how long did it take Daener- Daenerys to cross the sea to Westeros? Like when you th- really think a about it, a lot less time than it took Arya. Yeah, she can like fucking time travel or something. <laughs> it takes everybody. It takes everybody forever to get anywhere except for Arya. She's like the fucking Flash. She's no one. She can go anywhere. <laughs> She's like been everywhere. Like in the, yeah. the one season, fucking like, White Walkers are still marching. <laughs> they're not even to the wall yet. They've been marching for six damn seasons. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yes but like when like if you really think about like the ships and everything like like how long she had to travel from like the point when that spear hit that dragon that was the previous season that was it was two seasons oh, ago it was several, two several se- seasons ago. Yeah, yeah so the dragons have grown a lot they're full fucking grown at this point they are adult dragons these these dragons are ready to go they're ready to fuck. That's what they're, they're ready to do. They're ready to fuck. <laughs> That's what they are. So. I'm here and somebody's getting fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, uh, you know, about our, our whole, you know, the Westerosi time travel thing. Think about in the one season where Samwell was still in the the Night's Watch and. It was when he was like hiding behind that rock, and like the White Walkers like marching around him, and they yeah. didn't see him or didn't care or whatever it was. Well, they saw him. Somebody, one of them saw him. They saw him. But they just didn't give a shit. Yeah. He's some fat fuck hiding behind a rock. They're like they just kept marching. Somehow, some way, he got around them, beat them, and then went. And to, as you said, now he's in the Citadel, and they're still motherfucking marching. And as you said, he's a fat fuck. He's, he's a fat fuck. He did not get around them quickly. Like how? Like how? I'm trying to just figure out, like, I don't know. I, I don't understand how things happen. I think in the White Walkers are lost. I think they're not marching south. They're marching like east and west, and they're going like southeast, southwest. They're like, where the fuck are we going? Like, <laughs> seriously, that's how they fucking found Bran. Bran went north, then came south. Like he went north, met with the White Walkers, then came south, and still beat them to well, the wall. He had to find the Three Eyed Raven. He had to find, yeah, but but that's my point. Like the White Walkers. Found him with the three-eyed raven, and they escaped him. And somehow, her with carry like dragging that sled with Bran somehow made it to the wall before the White Walkers. Right. Like this. This is a marching of the undead that have no energy. To they, they they don't they don't need energy. They could just keep well, walking. The children <laughs> of the forest and Hodor holding the door. Hold the door. Them enough time Hold the door. The wall. Okay. I'm just saying. I want to know what Bran's story is, oh, story is all about. Like, Bran. <laughs> Bran has become like the mystic. He's become the visionary. He's become like the all-knowing, all-seeing. Like he knew about Sansa's rape. He knew about yeah. Arya's list. Even he, he was like he, I don't, he knew Littlefinger. What his quote about being a ladder? You know? Like, yeah. He like knew, he, he knows everything. Even he was like like he had the Valerian dagger, and he was like, "Cripple's got no need for this. Like you're taking. I don't give a shit." Because he knows in the future, Arya is going to kill the Night King with it because it's Valerian steel. Spoilers. That would be amazing. So. He knows it's going to happen. That's why, like, he's not, like, 
He's not. He shows no emotion because he's bored. Because he's fucking. I know how this ends. He's like I've. I've. I. He's lived. He's so, the one who hacks HBO. <laughs> <laughs> he's lived so many lives. Like he's he's experienced everything. Like His he knows brain everything. Is on overload. He's got too much data. But but he, here's the. So he's got all this information. You know, he finally gets back to Winterfell. He finally sees his, his sister, Sansa, after how long she embraces him. And, you know, he's got an infinite wealth of knowledge to share with her. He could say anything like, oh, hey, Littlefinger was responsible for Dad's death. He could say, like, oh, yeah, John, our brother, he's actually part Targaryen. Well, he could say, like, all this shit, but instead he's like, you looked beautiful when you were being horribly, horribly, mutily raped. What's like, like, that's what you open up with, bro? Well, think about The Watchmen. <laughs> remember remember um, Dr. Manhattan from The Watchmen? Yeah. Like, he was like, like, he can give everybody all the information in the world, but he didn't give everybody everything in the world. Like, he was basically an omnipotent, he was basically Q from fucking Star Trek. Like, yeah. he could do anything. But he didn't do everything That's good. for him. Like, so. Dr. Manhattan from The Watchmen and Q from Star Trek are good comparisons. So, like, you lose your humanity? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like, like he just lost his humanity. Like, and I don't think he lost his humanity in a sense where like, he doesn't care about them. I think he lost humanity as in a sense of, like, he knows, he can see the future. He knows what's going to happen and he knows what has to play out and what has to be done. He knows who has to die and who has to well, survive. Well, the, the girl who dragged him across the... <laughs> Siberia. Yeah. yeah. What's her name? I, oh. I can't remember her name. Well, anyway, her. Like, the whole scene where she leaves, and she tells him goodbye, and he's just like a dead... F- like, she wants to get his dick wet. Right then, <laughs> right there. He might not be able to feel it, but, dude, this girl wants to suck your dick off. He doesn't care she- because he knows she has to go home. He knows she has to go home and do something there. But he's, like, just so... I don't know distance. And, and That's she, what he is. Like he's, she said right there, she's like, "You died." In he's that like, case. he's like Siri. Okay, Siri has no emotion. Siri's got nothing. He, Siri's just there to answer questions. Like it's all she's there for. All right, that's all it is. Like how do I? Like basically, you're like, okay, okay, Bran. How do I get down to King's Landing? Okay, you take this route down. You take this route down. He's just there to answer questions at this point. Like, but he's got a greater part to play. He knows what's going on. He knows, he kind of knows, he knows what has to happen. Like, I've been thinking about this a lot when it comes to, like, time travel. And, like, like I've been thinking about, like, movies like Back to the Future and things like that. Like, you remember Back to the Future Part 2 whenever they go back in time and Biff, like, or they go in the future and then Biff steals with DeLorean. He goes back in time gives the almanac to his younger self and that changes the future and blah, blah, blah. You remember, remember that whole sequence? Right. I've been thinking about it. I, th- I don't think time travel is like that. I think time travel is meant to happen the way it's supposed to happen where, like, for example, if you have a time machine, Scott, and you decide you want to go back in time to give your younger self something, that has already happened and it was destined to happen no matter what. You can't change anything. Like, fate is... Like, it's destiny. It's fate. Fate is how it's supposed to happen. So Bran knows fate. He knows what is supposed to happen. And so he's just... Like, he can't give Sansa or Arya any more information than they need to know. Like, he can't change... Because they're, it's fate. It's going to happen no matter what. So, it's going to... Like, that's that's what I'm saying. It's an interesting theory. Yeah. But if you think about it, there was no way Biff was going to work out. Because they would have had infinite... Time machines. 
So, like, if you fail again, then you would just come back again and again. But and then again, there's the Doctor Who. There's a Doctor Who theory where you can't travel to the same time period in the past where your younger self was. Which they brought that up in Back to the Future. But you could travel to it. You just couldn't see. Remember that you couldn't know about. So the one time there was like well, three. Yeah, but like like what I mean. But then Doctor Doctor Who sense like I don't think the universe would let you. There were certain circumstances where there were set points in time where it could happen, but the universe wouldn't let you just travel to yesterday and talk to yourself. Right. Like they they would create a paradox and it would destroy the whole fucking universe. Some shit like that. So there's a doc, <coughs> and there's a doc. We call that. Paradox. <laughs> a little Jungle Cruise humor for you. I brought up Doctor Who. I know you don't watch it. But what do you think about this controversy that the next female. Doctor is going to be a female Doctor and this big uproar? There's a bunch of people that are like, yeah, it's fine over there. But there's there's a lot of people that are like, no, that, that can't be. that. Like, like what, what's that bullshit? Does that mean they're gonna, he's going to, she's going to get a les with the companion? I don't know. That's the hope I have. That's the hope I have. <laughs> apparently, the the current companion. I haven't been up on my doctor for like the past few seasons, but apparently, the current companion is a lesbian. So I don't know if that influenced it at all. Well, scoreboard. Score. <laughs> anyway, we've talked a lot about Game of Thrones. Yep. Almost the entire episode. I want to bring up the other show that I've been watching that you've been dying for me to watch. Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. I'm glad you finally watched it on the BBC. I watched it on Hulu, but I'm okay. a, Well, yeah, but it's a BBC, BBC show, just like Doctor Who. I'm a big fan. I'm a big like fan. It. What'd you think? I really enjoyed it. I'm going to be honest with you. If you didn't tell me about it ahead of time, I would have looked at the title that showed up on the homepage of my Hulu, and... I would have been like, oh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective. That's kind of weird. That's a weird show. Like, I'll, I'll skip oh, it. Oh, it's I'll, weird I'll as fuck. It. It's weird as fuck. It is weird as fuck. <laughs> but it's, it's, great. it's great, but it's weird as fuck. <laughs> I've become a great fan of Elijah Wood recently because. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> well, he was on, uh, I, I don't know, uh, Screen Junkies. I think they do their movie fights. So, what is, yeah. Okay. Uh, YouTube. Screen Junkies do their movie fights, and they did like a special Comic Con. One recently, and they had Elijah Wood and Kevin Smith on there. And I watched it. It was fucking great. It was a great segment. Check that out. I like Elijah Wood was amazing. Like, he's a, he knows his, first of all, he knows his fucking movies, and he's a great conversationalist. Like, he's just a great person. And I, then, and I became a fan of him. And then after that, I saw Dirk Gently. I'm like, oh, Elijah Wood's in there. I'm all in. I'm all in for it. Let's do it. So, does Frodo beat Silent Bob? Don't spoil it. Does Frodo beat Silent Bob? That wasn't one of the questions. It wasn't one of the questions, if I remember correctly. So, I think one of the movie fights was pick like pick a character in like the Lord of the Rings or like one of the Hobbits or whatever, and who would like beat who in for the ring or whatever. And it's like you know like Frodo versus Gollum or uh, we saw that play out. Yeah, but I mean like it, it was like just straight up like fight, no environmental. It was like. Pick a, the other one of the other character persons picked uh fucking what was it one of the other hobbits names or whatever uh Pippin I think it was and it, it it like it's I didn't know movie movie fights were like that but it makes me want to watch more of them but yeah Dirk Gently it was a really 
weird show. I got kind of a, um, the vibe I got from it was like a mixture of like Doctor Who kind of when it came to like Dirk himself. Like he was like a weird character that you didn't know much about. And I, I knew there was time travel from the beginning. I mean, you kind of know because you see in episode one, you see Elijah Wood's character see himself. But like even besides that, I knew there was a bit of time travel involved in it. But yeah, that's a weird show. Like explain, explain to the people that may not know what it's about. So it's wow, it's really confusing. Right? It's, yeah, it's it's about a character who's played by Elijah Wood, who's down on his luck. He has a shitty job, a shitty he's life. He's a bellhop. His sister's sick, but he's trying to do the right thing. And, well, he gets sought out by this person named Dirk Gently, who calls himself a holistic detective. Mind you, Dirk Gently seeks him out because he was a witness, or he was a... He's now a suspect, but he found a murder scene a murder scene in the like, penthouse of the hotel he was a at. horrible murder scene yes and <clears throat> jerk gently's mantra is things happen for a reason the universe will write itself like kind of what you were saying earlier like everything is the way it is and yeah. there's nothing you can do about it so just go on being you and like he doesn't like he doesn't Look for clues. No, he, doesn't. he doesn't dust for. He says himself, he, "I don't look for clues. I don't dust for clues." Will present themselves to me. Yeah, exactly. Like just, just I'm just gonna go on being until it falls into my life. Which it's so funny how it, it does. But that's because <laughs> that's because he's kind of psychic. Right, he's, he's a little got, psychic. Which like, they don't really go into detail. In there's an one. overarching story yes. there where it's like has to do with the government, government conspiracy, and experimentation, and things like that. Because there's another character. Who I really enjoyed. Uh, I can't remember her name. Should have probably pulled it up. I'm pulling up IMDb right now as we speak. Actually, um, Bart. Yes, Bart. That that's her name. She plays. She's a holistic uh, assassin. Yes. I think is what the term she gave, which means like she will kill anybody she wants to, and the universe will decide if they deserve to die or whatever. Right. So, like, if she shoots somebody and the bullet misses, that means the universe doesn't want them to die. Right. Or if she does something and they die, that means they were a bad person and right. she was meant to kill them. So, she had a real charming story with her, with uh, the one other character that was like... <clears throat> think of it like this, like Dirk and Bart. Dirk has Elijah Wood. Bart had her own, like, normal human companion, I guess is what you would say. Uh, named, fuck, I can't remember his name. Why is he in one of the, like, top build cast or whatever? His name, Ken? Is that his name, Ken? Ken. Ken? The guy, if, if his name is Ken, the guy's real name is, I have to spell it. M-P-H-O. Fo, M-Fo, or I guess what you say. K-O- a H O. Well, I really like him. He's I, I love him too. I As love him actor. too. Absolutely, yeah. like he's great, and I loved him in this because he got like, like he started to believe in this whole holistic, like universe is connected kind of thing. Like, like if I have to kill somebody, because every single time somebody died at her hand, whether he if he if he thought they might have been innocent, like there was a scene where she was gonna go kill a guy for his car or whatever. And he was like, no, you can't do that. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's, he might be an innocent person. Like, he might have done nothing wrong. 
And she all she does is like say, Hey you, come over here and he starts like walking over and he gets hit by a truck. He finds out later the dude had like a girl kidnapped in his basement uh-huh. and he was like torturing or whatever kind of bullshit. And he like realizes like, Okay, this shit is fucking connected. Yeah, like before real. that before that there was the guy who was like helping after their car broke down in the woods and the tow truck driver came out. The biker. The biker? Was it a biker? Yeah, I think it was a biker, yeah. He was, yeah, he was a biker. He was also like a kidnapper, a murderer, a horrible person, and she wanted to kill him. And he was like, "No, you can't just kill people." <laughs> like he was right. helping to fix her car. He's like, he was in the end for like hours. Yes, the dude was fixing the car. He's like, "No, we can't do this old bullshit." Like, and the dude like turned around. He's like, "Okay, your car's fixed. I'm gonna kill you now." Basically, he's like, "I'm gonna kill you now." Like, like you're like the fifth couple we've done this week. Like, I'm gonna kill you now, and blah blah. And we're gonna take your car for scrap and steal your goods and stuff like that. And she's like, "Can I kill him?" And he's like, "Basically, yeah." And she like fucking just murders this dude like she murders beats him with a fucking off, yes. gun like yeah and he she couldn't be killed like yeah. she was tied to that cross the one time by the by the bad people she couldn't be hurt until she came up against dirk right because the universe didn't want yes. her to kill him exactly and that's when that's the first time she's ever been hurt it was a weird thing there was another character um she was like a bodyguard or whatever for this other there was like a kid there's like a kidnapped girl they were kind of searching for. That was like the main mystery of what it's they so were doing. It's so hard to explain. It really is. Like, honestly, it really is because there's so many stories going on in this thing. And eventually we get to like time travel and all this other bullshit. It gets really crazy, but she gets hurt the for cult. the. Yeah, she gets hurt for the first time because she was trying to kill Dirk gently. And when she realized, she, like, you see, it was really funny because she shoots at Dirk and it misses. She looks at him like, like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't you hit? Like, that I'm supposed to kill Dirk gently, and she keeps shooting at him, and every time it misses, she looks at the gun, and she looks like, like, confused, like, what is going on with the universe? Like, I'm supposed to kill you. Mm-hmm. And then when she finally gets to the gun point at his head, she pulls the trigger, and it just clicks, and nothing happens. And she's like, what the hell's going on? And then they re- both realize they're, they're part of the same kind of crop. Right. It's really actually a good fucking show. I know, I told like, you. It really is. I I'm, knew you'd like it. I really love Elijah Wood's character too. I'm I'm a big fan of him, um, because he personifies kind of like the average person. Like he perform, per, he perform, er, blah, 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 blah. he personifies like the person that's like he's trying to do good now because he was a bastard when he was young. Like he was an asshole when he was young. He took advantage of his family. He stole money. All this kind of bullshit. And he's trying to make right with it. And he knows now that he can't make right with it. He just has to make good with what he's got now. Like he can't fix everything. But the the older the older detective. Yeah, he was. He's been he was from the West Wing. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. He was from the West Wing, but the younger one I recognize him from something. It escapes me right now. But uh, Neil Brown Jr. He was. Yeah, I want to say it was like a. Like another, like a TV show, another TV show, like another crime TV show. But I, I'm really glad you watched it. Now you're a fan of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I love the we, movie. We, we love the movie. We love the book. A lot of people will say the movie was shit because blah 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 didn't well, go with the book and everything. The book is so much better. I didn't than the read movie. the book. Oh, I don't know it? if I'm ever gonna read the book. Oh, you got to. I might. I don't know if I'm ever gonna do it, but because I mean, isn't there like a bunch of different books or whatever? Yeah, and they're all so good. I own them all. Like I'm not a reader. I don't. I like to I don't, read. I you like to read. I don't, and I'm telling you, those I, books honestly, are- my reading has been a little stagnant lately. Um, I've been trying. I'm thinking about getting into a few other novels. I just gotta find some, but 
Well, anyway, I love Douglas Adams. He's one of my all-time favorite authors. I've read all of the Hitchhiker's books a couple times. He wrote this, too. Yeah. He wrote, and you can tell the same humor. <laughs> did you read any of the Dirk Gently books? I did not. I did not. I thought about reading them, but there's so many of them out there. That there's I'm a lot like, of those. There might be more of those. Is there so many of them out there that I don't even know I don't want to get started on them? I don't even know if I want to even try. So I don't want to spoil the show. I'm I'm really into the show. I like to see where it goes. Me too. Like the overarching story, the younger uh, there was the uh, military, the CIA guy that was trying to bring them in peacefully, and then there's the younger like counterpart to him. Oh Jesus, he's like, hilarious. He was. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, but the ending of his character was. Pretty surprising. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was a little surprising, but I ju- I just want to see where it all goes. I am looking forward to it. I've I've hit a point where I think quality over quantity is better. Like Dirk Gently is like an eight, nine, maybe ten episode show. I think it's like actually like eight episodes. Um, Game of Thrones. Every season they have is like. Eight episodes, ten episodes, like the next couple, like this season and the next season, gonna be like six episodes each or something I know, like that. And that's it. Yeah, we have we have the rest of the season, which is only a few more episodes. Then we have next season, which is the final season, six episodes, and then it's it. And I'm done. and I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm kind of like I'm not fine with Game of Thrones ending, but I'm kind of fine with the limited amount of episodes you get a season because it means you don't get those, you don't get these. Dumb, stupid stories you don't give a shit about. You just get right into the meat of everything. Like, like when I watch a game, I've learned when I watch Game of Thrones episodes, I'm not gonna watch one of those bullshit side episodes where it's like taking care of like a side story that I don't really care about. It's gonna get in the meat of the thing. And that's what I with Dirk Gently. That's what it was. What See, Dirk it, Gently was like. You got in the meat of the thing. You got in the meat of the story. Like. It, you didn't have these 20 episode seasons where it's like you got to watch, you know, every single episode and like, you know, you might get a little tidbit of like some of the overarching story. Every episode of Dirk Gently had to do with the previous episode. I love and, that. And here's the thing. I mean, and this this scene in Game of Thrones gets a lot of criticism. The scene where Arya stumbles across the Lannister soldiers, one of them happens to be Ed Sheeran, who I like. I like as an artist. I yeah. like his music. I'm with everybody else. I thought that scene was awful, and it needed to go. I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to humanize those soldiers because in an episode or two later, we're going to massacre all of them, and you're going to want to – we want to humanize them. We want to show you. So then when they showed the dragon and the Dothraki coming, and you see the Lannister soldier holding his spear, shaking because he knows he's going to die, you think, oh, these – you know they're off fighting Cersei's war, and they have families at home. They're, they're, this isn't for them. We know that. That's how war is. The people who start the war are sitting in offices commanding the poor people to go fight the war for them. That's how it works. They just wasted too much time with the whole eating of the rabbit, singing songs by the campfire scene. I don't want to see that. I want you to show the Lannisters fighting at High Garden. Don't cut that out. Cut the fucking campfire scene out. I'm going to disagree with you. I think that was an important... I think that's important. Because you can absolutely say, like, oh, we know, you know, they're just soldiers fighting somebody else's war. 
but it makes you feel because nobody feels for the Lannisters, unless it's like Tyrion and Jamie. Nobody feels for the Lannisters. Nobody gives a shit about the Lannisters. Everybody's like, oh, stomp the Lannisters into the ground. When the Unsullied attacked Casterly Rock and there was the small force of Lannisters, they're like, oh, yeah, fuck those Lannisters up. Nobody gives a shit about them. Fuck them up, blah, blah, blah. It's war, that se- But that war. scene showed that, like, no, like, the Lannisters are exactly like the Stark soldiers. They're exactly like the Highgarden soldiers. They're exactly like all these other soldiers... Like, it showed that the Lannisters are exactly like them. Those Lannister soldiers, are they were just born in their lands. They were they just live in their lands. They are just soldiers for the Lannisters. Like, that's just what they serve. It showed that the Lannister... It, because up to that point, you think the Lannister army is like... You, you think that... Oh, you know, you see what's going on with, like, Cersei Lannister fucking her brother and all this other bullshit and, you know, Joffrey and all this other bullshit. Like, why would you serve something like that? But you, it shows, like, they're just fucking people. Like, they're just trying to survive fighting like everybody for a else. Cause. They're just, they're not, they're not fighting for a cause. They're just trying to get by. They're just trying to eat. They're just trying to survive. They're just trying to get their next meal. That's all it is. Would you say that there is a difference between the American Marine, the soldier, Versus the ISIS freedom fighter or whatever you want to use, it's different. How is it different, Adam? It's different They're because the, the ISIS, the ISIS freedom fighter is, it's more the ISIS is more like the Unsullied, because the Unsullied are fighting for something they believe in. They're more willing. It's like what Tyrion said: the Unsullied may be outnumbered at Castle Rock, but the problem is. The Lannister army is only fighting for somebody else's orders. The Unsullied are fighting for an ideal. They're more than willing to die for an ideal. That's what it is. So, ISIS, like, for example, ISIS, can't stand them, fuck them, whatever. They're more willing to die for an ideal that makes them not better fighters, but it makes them more dangerous. The Lannisters, the Lannister army, they're not fighting for an ideal. They're not fighting... Because they worship somebody, they're fighting to put food on the table. They're fighting to put food in their family's like mouths. American soldiers, right? Exactly, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. So, if anything, I hate to say it, but the Unsullied is more like ISIS, whereas the Lannisters are more like the Americans, kind of. Like that's what it is. Like the the Lannisters are not fighting because they worship the Dragon Queen. They're not, you know, the Dragon Queen broke the bonds of the Unsullied and freed them, so they're fighting for him. The fucking Lannisters, they're just fighting to put food on the table. They're fighting to make sure their families are kept fed and warmed and survive. Because it's about survival. That's what it is. So, that, that's what it comes down to when it comes to them. But then it, it, it becomes different. I want to know this. Like, think about World War II. You had German soldiers that would be fighting against the Soviets or the Americans. or you know, they're, they're fighting a war. That's what they're doing. They're following yes. orders. They're fighting a war. But then you've got the same thing, part of the same force. You've got the Nazi SS troops that instead are marching Jewish children to be burned alive in, in a furnace. The Nazi SS troops are more like the gold cloaks, are more like them. They know what's going on in the background. They know what's going on with everything, and they're still willing to follow it. The the regular German soldiers that were fighting are more like the Lannister infantry troops. They're more like the Lannister low-brow army, the ones that are camping out in the woods, the ones that are just guarding all this bullshit. The, they're more like the fucking 
petty force that was left at Casterly Rock. That's what they're more like. Like you, like you can argue like the SS, the SS, they were fucking bastards. They knew what was going on. They shouldn't know what they're yes. doing. But the regular downtrodden German forces right. were just fighting to keep food on the table exactly. because it because when it comes to war it's all about survival exactly and and who do you care about in war your family and you I don't think- give a shit about you don't give a shit about the queen you don't give a shit about the fucking fuhrer you don't give a shit about any of them you care about your family and you want to make sure you put food on the table for your family that's what it comes I, down to I agree to. and I think that's kind of like the consensus I mean if you were a German soldier fighting in the battle of the bulge you win, you lose. What if you like? That's what you did. You were following orders. You were yeah. fighting for you. And these aren't knights. From. These aren't knights. But either. the SS troops, they were charged for war crimes, and a lot of them put to death in the Nuremberg trials. You yeah. know, they deserved it. Yeah. They should have known what they're doing. Hey, and they did know. They did know. But that's why I said, like, they're the gold cloaks. Gold cloaks know what's going on. They're in the fucking castle. They're in. They know the ins and outs. They know what's going on. All right. That's what they do. It's like. That's what's going on. Like the the rest of them, they're like I said, they're they're just in there trying to survive. That's all it comes down to. Great show, sir. Yes, great show. Great show. I'm glad you're caught up. On I some am good all caught shows. up, and I'm gonna stay caught up now. So do it. There's only a few left. You can do it. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Oh yeah. I wanna I wanna watch Westworld next. I wanna get into that a little bit. I heard that's really fucking good too. I'd like to. I heard that's like the show that will replace Game of Thrones when that ends. I did hear. I don't know how true this is. Uh, Game of the Game of Thrones, HBO, I should say, acquired a certain rights from George R. R. Martin. Spinoffs. Spinoffs. You heard about the spinoffs? I heard about the spinoffs. I don't I know if I like them. There's going to be one that's a prequel, <laughs> so it takes place pre all the stuff we're seeing. Yeah, like now. the like the rebellion. Like yes, the I don't know King if I like Robert's it. War, or whatever yeah. it was called. I don't know if I like that. I. I Kind of do. I mean, they don't. They're not handcuffed to the books. Let me tell you why I don't like it. Because it feels like just a cash grab to keep the series going. Why wouldn't they? They're making but, millions. But what was not Fear of the Walking Dead a cash grab to try to keep the series Ooh, going? Oh, it sucked. Exactly. That's what I'm Ooh, saying. Oh, it sucked. A spinoffs don't always work. Okay. Even HBO. Even HBO behind a great series like Game of Thrones can fuck up. And screw up a spinoff. But I think it's worth to give it a chance. I think it's worth to give it a chance too, but I have no high hopes for a spinoff. I don't yeah, I don't care. It, you say that now, but I said from the beginning when I saw the first trailers for Fear of the Walking Dead, it's gonna suck. It's not gonna be good. It's gonna be garbage. It's gonna be horrible. And you gave it a chance and you stuck with it for a while, and what did you say? It was bad. It's fucking bad. I gave up on it's that It's fucking bad. I had so many saved on my DVR. Spinoffs <laughs> usually don't work. It's rare when a spinoff works. It's rare. But but this is this is different. If I, I like it's different. But here's the thing. What what else does H- besides Westworld? What else does HBO have to keep people going? They've had some good shows over the years. How many, how many people do you think got an HBO Go account because of? Game of Thrones. A lot. A lot. And when Game of Thrones ends, how many people do you think is going to get rid of their HBO account? Not if they have a spinoff. Exactly. You've that's what I'm hook. saying. No, it's that's what I'm saying. for money. I'm not arguing with no, you. No, but what I'm saying is like, that's that's the point. They have, and because they're desperate to keep people on their HBO Go accounts and things like that, it, 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 it might not go that well. It might not be quality. It might be, 
it might be more quantity than quality at that point. Well, I I like the idea of it. It could it could suck. I like it the idea, suck, but... but the execution I would be willing to bet. Will I'll bet go you. Well. I'll take that bet. I think it's going to be good. <laughs> I think they've got a good thing going. They've here's made the thing: we money now they can hire the right writers. Well, here, not even the writers, but here's the thing: like we've we've connected with Dan- we've connected with Danny, we've connected with Tyrion, we've connected with Jon Snow, we've connected with all the Stark people. We've connected. We've even connected with Cersei. We've connected with Jaime. We've connected with Bronn. These are characters we've connected with. And these have been fairly safe characters that we've kept close to us that have kept the show going. Who are we, who are we going to connect with in the prequels? There's Ned Stark, but it's not Sean Bean. I like Sean Bean. If they're going to use the same actor for like the flashbacks when Bran was going to pass, I don't like that. I don't like they that. They can't actor. do Sean Bean. Sean Bean has to die. And well, no. Here's he my thing. If they're, but if they're going to do the if they're going to do the rebellion, they have to have Sean, they have to have a Ned Stark. And if they're going to use that actor that they had in the flashbacks, right. I don't like that actor that much. He looks nothing like Sean. Exactly. Bean. I don't like that actor. They had that to much. be like, oh. Edward Stark, that's me. Like, oh, yeah. it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I don't like that actor that much. If they're going to use him, then it's like, I don't like him. I, I Like, it's just, we've seen, we've heard the history of what happened. I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it. We've I want to see it. the battles. I, I want to see it. But if it's anything like Game of Thrones, it's going to be like, they're going to tell you about the battles. I'm going to show you most of them. They'll, 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 they'll show you like five seasons in. Keep Try to keep you hooked is what they'll do. So... All right, let's give a shout-out to our beer of the show, the Hop Knife Harvest Ale from the Trogs Brewing Company. Independent Brewing. Yes. Very good, very good, good stuff. Good yes. Adam, why don't you let the people know how they can get a hold of For Your Distraction, how they can listen to us. If you want to get a hold of For Your Distraction, email us, Distraction at gmail.com. Search our social medias, Twitter and Facebook, for distraction, at Podcast FYD. We are on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Search for distraction. Rate us, like us, comment on us. The only way we grow is if you help us grow. We are also a member of the Be Real Podcasting Network. Head over to B-R-E-E-L Network.com. A lot of great shows on there. Movie Guys, we're on there. Hey, I like the game. A lot of really good shows. If you missed it, I was a special guest on the la- either the last one or the previous one, one of the one of the uh, uh, movie guys podcast when they did the review of Game of Thrones, the episode four, I believe it was. I was a special guest on there along with Allison Wilson. We'll post a link. Yeah, we'll post a link yeah. to that show. Yeah. Also, uh, for those of you who don't know, Allison Wilson is the one that does the. Uh, Chloe and Isabel uh, website for the jewelry and everything like that. I think I did a uh, a promotion for that again. Yeah, she did the uh, the real nifty. There's a lot of really cool jewelry on there. If you go to her Facebook, you probably look at a lot of pictures. Uh, the website is chloeandisabel.com slash boutique slash Slate and Gypsy. Slate and Gypsy. Yes, so that's her Slate and Gypsy. I'm sure she's got a Facebook page maybe. Uh, but if you so just it's like it's like a, like a Sabika or a Sapata. You can't get blood diamonds, is what you're telling me. No, no. There's blood no diamonds. blood diamonds. No, no, no like child that. slaves like in Africa. No, nothing so none like of the, that. None of the real good, good. None of that good, good. 
None that good good. Yeah. You, so you. What you're saying good. is you're for child slavery as long as there's a good good. <laughs> I'm not. Is that what you're saying? I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I know many people who would be for that, and their last name is a Lannister. <laughs> <laughs>